0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. I'm Chloe. I am here with Pastor Adam. Hey, guys. And this is episode 24. Um, last week was episode 23, obviously, and the week before was 22. Well, you um, can do math, Chloe. Can I know. Do math. I can count backwards. That's all it takes to be a host <laughs> on the podcast. I know. Just be able to count backwards, and you can do anything. <laughs> um, so last week, we actually, or the past two weeks, we've been able to have like a different style of podcast where we call someone on the phone and so for episode 22 it was adam in the dr and i was there as well we were on a week-long mission trip to help build a house partnering with casas por cristo and then last week we called one of the guys that we were partnering with with casas Um, his name is josh and we got to talk through um a lot of different things about what it's like being a missionary and what his messy walk is like yeah. and it was really really cool so if you did not get to listen to that be sure to pause this one and go check it out because yeah, it was just check it, out. it was a really encouraging conversation i honestly really enjoyed it it's cool um, to
1: know that that's you know a missionary right living in a foreign country basically his messy walk looks like ours does yeah, that and it was just cool to see that. Absolutely, so, yeah. I really liked it.
0: It was so cool. So anyway, be sure to go check those out before you continue this episode. Um, and this week we are actually starting a little bit of a new topic. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about the biggest blind spot in Christianity. The biggest plus so, a big statement. Yes. So I hope we're a big right. Statement. Yeah. I <laughs> hope so, so a little, too. We're a
1: little speculative <laughs> on it. We may not be exactly right, but yeah. the biggest blind spot in Christianity. So, so how we landed on this topic. Um, was, uh, you know, we've had some changes. Chloe's hosting the podcast now, and right. Graham was actually the host before, but you heard him on the intro voice yep. uh, instead of Chloe. So they sort of switched roles. Um, so anyway, we were just sitting around talking about, you know, what 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 we wanted to discuss, what was the next thing. And we tend to do it in batches. So it tends mm-hmm. to be like, you know, in, in two, three, four episodes together, right. talking about the same topic because we don't want to, you know, we can't usually can't cover the topic in just 30 minutes right, right? and we don't think i don't think you're going to like a two-hour podcast right i might be wrong we were just talking <laughs> through that before but podcasts spread the gamut so some of them are 30 minutes some of them are an hour there's a couple of them out there right now that are very popular like two hours long
0: i like to um, listen to the ones that are like 10 minutes
1: yeah well, I
0: short term not short-term memory but like short attention span well, me
1: and graham talked about this before i like to listen to them when i'm driving and mm. so most of the time, that's not for longer than 30 minutes. And so right. I like to kind of get them while I'm driving and so anything in that range. So we tend to do these stuff in batches. And so as we were talking through this, we first the first idea that popped up of what we wanted to talk through next was this idea of spiritual warfare. So mm-hmm. that, kind of, that kind of answers the question a minute ago of what we think the biggest blind spot in Christianity is currently. At least, in the, at least in the portion of Christianity that we're a part of. And so in our little corner of the world in church, um, I think that the biggest blind spot in Christianity is spiritual warfare. So this is, how, this is pretty cool. We're sitting there talking through it. Chloe brings up the idea. I'm like, okay. So we throw it up on the board. We're brainstorming. I don't know if you know anything about brainstorming rules, but brainstorming rules are everything goes. Yep. You cannot compress it. And so, if somebody suggests it, so if Chloe would have said she wanted to talk about gummy bears, I had to throw it <laughs> up on the board. But she didn't. She had did spiritual warfare. So, we threw it up, started talking through what it would be. And then we were like, eh. And so, we started going around to other things. Um, and then we were looking at some stuff, and I realized you know, I don't know if it was the spirit working in me, if it was God, or if it was just, you know, I don't know. I just realized that. When we were talking through Confessions of a Pastor, those few episodes that we did, gosh, at least 10 episodes ago or longer, um, that I left out one. And I actually left it out intentionally.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was one that was about the blind spot. So cool. It was about spiritual yeah. warfare. So it was that moment where we were like, well, maybe this is probably what we ought to do. It's perfect. Um, so yeah. I actually think, I actually believe um, from my personal experience that the biggest blind spot in Christianity, and therefore it's kind of been my biggest blind spot for a while now. Up until about, I guess, about three years ago um, was this idea that there is actual spiritual warfare that is happening and that we need to understand what that is and pay attention to it and be prepared for it, but then also recognize it just in general, that there is a, you know, the scripture talks about this a lot, so I don't know why we don't think about it. I got some ideas, and they might come through in the podcast, Mm -hmm. of why we don't pay attention to it, but you know the bible's consistently talking about the fact that there is a war going on a spiritual war going on in a in a different realm than we see and so that there's this there is this heavenly realm that is happening there's a spiritual realm that's outside of what we as human beings see or have access to really um, and so that there are there are battles happening, that God is fighting battles for us, that there are angels involved in this process, which I don't completely understand. And then there are um, the the enemy, we would say, you know, the, the devil, Satan, whatever word you want to use. I like that. I think the enemy is a better phrase. And then his minions, his demons, and there's just a battle constantly being waged. Um, and so it's just a really ornate picture of things happening on a level that is beyond what we can see and feel. And I think one of the biggest blind spots for us as Christians is we just don't recognize that. We Mm -hmm. don't pay attention to it. We half the time don't believe it. And so, you know, for a long time, this is something as a pastor that I understood the enemy, spiritual warfare in my head. I understood it theologically, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really buy it in my heart or realize that it was real and pay attention to it. And I think that does us a big disservice because I think we need to acknowledge things that are in a spiritual realm, and I think we need to acknowledge things that we don't entirely, completely understand. So um, let me just kind of set up why I think it's so important that we paid attention to this. Um, Do you know what happened? Some of you are history nuts, so you're going to know exactly what I mean when I say it. Um, Do you know what happened on June 6, 1944? June 6, 1944. When I said this to Chloe, she was like, no.
0: I was honestly going to guess it was when Elvis died.
1: When Elvis died. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, Elvis would have been, like, really young. Anyway, yeah. um, Elvis. <laughs> nope, that's not what happened on June 6, 1944. June 6, 19, 1944 was D-Day. That was the invasion of the beaches in France. Um, one of the, you know, at least in our recent history— one of the most prominent moments in all of history um, that affected the entire world, the invasion of the beaches in France. And the final minutes before hitting the beaches, all of these soldiers, and it's tons and tons, you can look it up, I don't know the real numbers, but um, they hit these beaches and they're coming out to encounter the forces there, and so it's this just massive fight. Um, And right before they hit the beaches – there is a saying that is broadcast. So there's, a, there's something that they're being told, instructions that are being given. It's broadcast over the speakers in their ships. And that saying is, which is just crazy, so just listen to this. Fight to get your troops ashore. Fight to save your ships. And if you've got any strength left, fight to save yourself. That's the last thing these people hear is not go out and get it. We can do it. Everybody's going to be okay. Right. You're coming back home. This is not that big a deal. Right. We've got this. The bad people are going down. The good people are going to win. It wasn't that. It was like this literal, just, I don't know, probably the most honest statement that could have been said. Whoever decided to say this, they realized that they were going to have to be very honest, right? Fight to get your troops ashore, fight to save your ships. And then if you've got any strength left, Fight to save yourself. And so what I think is happening there is those soldiers have no delusions at all about what they're walking into. Right. They are fully aware that l- literally they're probably not going to live. And so this this push is, is try to help another soldier, try to help another ship, and... You know, use whatever else you got because it's probably not going to be anything to actually save yourself. And so they've got no delusions at all of what they're walking into. They know what they're walking into. And so if you think about D-Day, I mean, how silly would it have been to show up and not know what you're walking into? How ridiculous would it have been to show up with a uh, a beach towel and a rubber ducky float, you know, for your day at the beach? Like, yeah. they wouldn't have done that. They, they, they knew what they were walking into. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think that that's how I've shown up for this spiritual battle in my life for so long. And I think that's one of the biggest blind spots in Christianity is that we show up for this battle completely unprepared and not realizing what it really is. And so we're like showing up for this battle where it's a fight for our lives, it's a fight for the lives of people around us. There's this monster battle going on, and we show up for a day at the beach, you know, with a towel and some flip flops and some some SPF 40 or whatever. I don't I don't even right. use sunscreen, so uh, I only use it when my wife makes me put it on. Um, I bet there'll be a lot of men <laughs> that agree with that. Um, Chloe has to wear sunscreen because she's really white. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> ha, ha, ha.
2: Anyway. <laughs> uh,
1: so you know, I think I've shown up. I mean, I, I'm I'm always talking about it from my own personal perspective. You may disagree with me for yourself. And that's cool. But that's how I've shown up for battle. Mm-hmm. That's how I've shown up for this battle in life is, you know, unprepared and, and, and with a delusion really of what I'm fighting. Um, and so, you know, that confession that I didn't say a long time ago, what it really is. And I, I mean, I hate to say this out loud, but it's true is that I didn't really believe in the devil until recently. Mm-hmm. Like, it's different to know that something exists, to believe it theologically, to understand it, what the Bible says, to accept what the Bible says is true. It's a whole different ballgame to personally actually believe and go, oh, no, I know that this is true even beyond if the Scriptures didn't say it or right. even beyond, you know, um, I don't know. I I really just honestly, even though I knew it in my head, I really didn't believe it. Um, and I think that's an extremely important thing, principle for us to know as Christians in general, is that. Pausing on the spiritual warfare thing for a minute, is that just because we know something in our head does not mean that we believe it in our souls. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, that, and that's the entire book of James, by the way. The entire book of James is this understanding of just because you get something in your head does not mean that you know it. Right. Like. Just because you've heard it does not mean that you've learned it. You know, the big push out of, out of James is, is that you only know it when you actually do it and put it into place. And so I didn't know this because I wasn't practicing it. And if I'm not practicing it, I really don't know it. That was the whole point. And, it, and it's really hard to say as a pastor. I'm sitting here on literally on a podcast saying that I, as a pastor, didn't believe in the enemy until recently. But it's really true because my life wasn't being lived in a way where I acknowledge that there is this huge spiritual warfare going on. And so to me, that's why it's such a big blind spot. It's because it's happening, and it's massive, and it mm-hmm. affects everything, and yet we tend to really ignore it. And I think we ignore it as Americans because it's just easy for us to ignore things like that. Mm-hmm. When we don't completely understand it, when it's outside of our realm of being able to wrap our brain around it, then it's so easy for us to just kind of accept it as truth but dismiss it.
2: Right. And I
1: think that's kind of what I was doing, was accepting it in truth and just kind of dismissing this idea. Um,
0: kind of like it's not that important. It exactly. Can't be. Like, right.
1: It, it's, it can't be that big a deal, so right. let's just move on. Or yeah. Those are the weird church people that think stuff like that, you know. And mm-hmm. and I've spent some times before where I've done that. We're like, all right, so there's some weird Christians. We all know that. By the way, I think that might have been one of my confessions was I can't stand most Christians. And one of the reasons was is there was some of the weird, right. you know what I mean? They're just right. strange, right? <laughs> and so uh, – but I think sometimes we dismiss it because we're like, well, this is not that important. It's not that real. I can't see yeah. it. I can't touch it. I can't feel it. So not that big a deal. And then at the same time, it's like, well, those weird, I don't want to be those weird church people. So anytime we've leaned into some sort of, you know, some pieces of scripture where we've been like, oh, I can see this, I feel this in my life, I think that what I'm feeling right now is spiritual warfare. And then as I pray about it or as I talk to somebody that I trust, right? The Holy Spirit confirms through them that, oh, yes, indeed it is spiritual warfare. And then I get a worry of like, well, I don't know if I want to turn into those weird church people. So, right. you know, you just kind of push away. But mm-hmm. I want to share a scripture with you um that is just profound and deep and I can't really get away from it. As a matter of fact, Chloe is the one that brought this scripture up when we were first talking about it um, a couple of days ago or whenever it was before this podcast yesterday. and yesterday for this. So when you <laughs> listen to this, it will be a while, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then when I started looking at old notes and stuff, it was prominent in that confession that day too. So it's Ephesians six verse 12. Um, and I don't think this is a verse that's just for weird Christians. Let me read it to you. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. This is a big statement. Wait, when you read that verse, you're gonna have a little little twinge in you probably of, uh oh, it's about to get weird. We're about to become weird Christians now. <laughs> right? But, but this is here. It's in Ephesians, which, by the way, is heralded as one of Paul's greatest letters, and especially concerning how the church is supposed to function in general, right? I mean, we get the commands for husband and wife through Ephesians 5. I mean, there's so much here. Um, so we can't just dismiss the book of Ephesians as for weird churches so, um, or for weird Christians or whatever. Yeah. Um, so. What, listen to what it's saying. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. that means that we're not fighting against something we can see. We're not and, and, and people, by the way, are not the enemy. Yep. like that's a big takeaway from this verse. we don't have any time to talk about it. but big big part of this verse is people are not your enemy. And I know we live in this culture right now where we make people our enemy and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the reasons why it's a blind spot biggest blind spot for christians is we have doll we, we're walking around functioning like mm-hmm. democrats are our enemy enemy or republicans are our enemy mm-hmm. or people that believe this are our enemy or people that fly this flag are our enemy um and at the end of the day the Scriptures reminding us is that those people are not your enemy right the things you can see are not the enemy that you're fighting that's not where the struggle is It says, but it's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world. So in other words, that is the enemy and his control over this world that we live in. And then on top of that, there's another one at the end of it that says, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So the spiritual forces of evil are not just in our earthly world, but they're also at work, and we'll talk about this on the podcast here in a couple episodes, that it's also at work in... The heavenly realm too, which makes sense, guys, because we also believe that God is at work in the heavenly realm, and we also believe that God is at work in our earthly realm. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, and we've read scripture and we understand, why would we not also believe that evil is at work in both of those places? Mm -hmm. Um, But this is a huge scripture because we tend to read something like this and go, yep, I hear it, I see it, and we just dismiss it. If you pause right now, I bet you there's some part of your soul because we are all, and you're on the Messy Walk podcast, you're not on the Perfect Walk podcast, right? right. So that one doesn't exist because it would only be Jesus talking and listening. So right. so, so um, if you're on here, then you're probably aware of or at least leaning into your sinfulness and the fact that your walk is messy. But I bet you if you would pause for a minute and think that you can think of ways that you have made human beings in some way your enemy instead of the enemy being an enemy. Right? whether it's in your political beliefs, whether it's in your judgment of other Christians. Um, I mean, we just talked with, with Josh Krabs from uh, CASAS, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things he talked about he struggled with being a missionary in another country was actually judging Americans in
2: mm-hmm. a different
1: way, and specifically the Americans that are serving with them and stuff like that. I mean, there's probably somewhere in your life, I know that there is, whether you want to admit it or not, where you have made other people— Your enemy. There's been times where I have made other Christians and churches who don't do it the way I think they should do it or don't do it the way I think is biblically correct, Mm -hmm. that they've sort of become my enemy. But that's not the case. The Scripture's telling us that the enemy is on, is is the the spiritual forces of darkness in our world and in the world we cannot see. Um, And so when we read that, we just can't dismiss it. Like, we've got to hold on to it. And, and I think the enemy knows us about us, and so he loves the fact that our blind spot is him, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if he wants to do the most damage, you stay in the blind spot. you right. know. And, and so, to me, that's, that's one of the things that we really need to pay better attention to, um, even if it's one of those things where, like, even as we talk through some podcasts, it's going to leave you with more questions than you're going to get answers from you're going to have all kinds of stuff that you don't know what to do with, right? And that we're not going to get a – just by talking through this, you get a full, complete understanding of what the enemy is up to and what's happening on the spiritual realm. The fact that it's talking about it being in the spiritual realm means that we're not going to be able to grasp it. You know, Our human brains aren't going to be able – our human perspectives aren't going to be able to grasp it. So um, we've got to pay attention to it. So let's talk through real quick. We don't I probably don't have a whole lot of time left, but let's talk through um, – these errors that we make with Satan. So I told Chloe earlier that I think that we make two primary errors when it comes to Satan. Um, And let's see if these pan out for you too. Here's the first one. We take him too seriously. So the first error we make is we take him way too seriously. Mm -hmm. Like you see this play out in pop culture. Um, Chloe's going to reveal to you how ridiculous she is because (laughs) I'm going to give a movie uh, reference and she doesn't know this movie. Um, uh, no. every time we say a movie to Chloe, she's like, I've never seen it. Right? We're like it's Forrest true. Gump. I've never seen I it. I have seen like, Forrest Whoa. Gump,
0: there's been a bunch of them that you guys have said, and I'm like, I don't even like, know that I've is. I've never <laughs> seen it. Anyway, um,
1: like you see this in pop culture all the time, like, like in the water boy, Adam Sandler's the water boy. Um, Chloe.
0: I didn't know that. never
1: seen I've it. never right? seen it. <laughs> in, in Adam Sandler's the water boy, the mama of Adam Sandler, um, She's a great, great actor. I'm trying to remember her name. I remember her as, her as Dolores Claiborne because she played this part that was Dolores Claiborne, but that's not her name. Anyway, she blames everything on the devil, everything. She blames everything. She says that football, or she calls it foosball, that, that the waterboy wants to play – is uh, the devil. Oh she thinks gosh. that absolutely She thinks his girlfriend is the devil. She oh thinks gosh. that the coach is the devil. She <laughs> thinks that everything is the devil. Just one of those pop culture references where you see that, I mean, we tend to blame him for things that are probably not him. In mm-hmm. other words, we give him too much credit. Um, we're constantly kind of blaming him for those things. So, like, think about the times where, you know, something stupid happens to you, like you go through the drive-through and uh, I hate it when this happens. But you go through the drive-through, and they ask you—they ask you through the speaker, not at the not the window—they ask you through the speaker um, what kind of sauce you want with those nuggets. And mm-hmm. you say—and this even happens with the most perfect fast food organizations like Chick Fil A, yes. right? And they are you, perfect. Yes, and you say, um, you say, I want ranch or honey mustard. If you're at Chick Fil A, you must say Chick Fil A sauce. Yes, and so agreed. You get through, and you grab your little stuff, and they already asked you, and then you leave, and you realize that they didn't put the Chick-fil-A sauce in it. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where little stupid stuff like that goes down, and we go, oh, the devil's trying to get me. I don't – I don't. Th- I mean, maybe, <laughs> right? I mean,
0: maybe that's just like the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: <laughs> maybe the enemy is messing with you on how much Chick-fil-A sauce you got or not, right? Maybe the enemy is fooling with you when you get a flat tire, and he's causing that. Maybe. Or maybe it just happened, right? Right. Maybe we just live in a world that is not perfect, and so things are going to happen that are going to be inconveniences. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe we shouldn't give the devil the credit, give the enemy the credit for everything that goes wrong in our lives. And so I think one of the big things that we do wrong with spiritual warfare is we take him way too seriously, Way too seriously. Like, I can't tell you how many times in my life where I probably have given the enemy credit for something that I shouldn't have given him credit for. Mm -hmm. I can almost feel him going, well, I didn't do that, but I sure will take credit for it. That sounds great. Especially since you believe I did it. That sounds awesome. Um, But that's one of the things that we do too much is we take him too seriously. Mm -hmm. The second one is that we don't take him serious enough. And that's what I'm talking about here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. That's where I've seen my blind spot is... We don't take him serious enough. We don't really lean into the fact that there could possibly be, you know, I mean, the word tells us that there possibly could be um, a force of evil mm-hmm. that is um, trying to derail the purposes of God, and specifically the purposes of God in your life, that there can be a spiritual force behind these things. Mm-hmm. Um and we just kind of fail to see that that we, we show up to the battle, right? There's a battle wage, and the scripture tells us right. we show up to the battle with a rubber ducky and a blanket on the beach, you know, instead of actually being prepared for the war. I don't know why we get there with this because you know, the the way Jesus's whole ministry starts is this tempting of him from the enemy in the in the wilderness, and so. It, one, if we believe that Jesus Christ has come back to life and he's our savior,
2: mm-hmm. then we
1: probably should believe that he was tempted by the enemy too. So I don't think right. it's too much of a stretch, right? Yeah. So I think if you believe that he rose from the dead, you shouldn't have any problem believing that there's an actual enemy and that that enemy ends up tempting Jesus. So if that happens to Jesus, then why aren't we aware or at least paying attention to the fact or taking him serious that he's going to do that with us? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he is tempting and screwing with, messing with, Jesus Christ, (laughs) then he's probably going to do the same thing with Adam (laughs) Cook, (laughs) right? I mean, I'm nowhere near the level. Like, I mean, you know, so it'll be a lot easier for him to trip me up. So I'm sure that he's doing that. I Mm -hmm. really do think so. So I think that the the second way that we really make an error, and this is that big error, is we don't take him serious enough. Absolutely. I mean, I just really feel that. And I I, I see that in our church. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why people in general – me included, tend to struggle with prayer because Mm -hmm. we don't really lean into the spiritual realm nearly enough. I think that that's one of the reasons why we struggle with praying for other people and the situations that are going on um, is because we don't really believe or see that there's a battle happening and that our prayers are waging war in that battle.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I think that's one of the reasons why we don't, you know, pray over our children um, pray over those people that are going into something or going through something. Like we tell people as they get baptized to kind of be prepared, because the enemy's going to come, and they ain't prepared for that. But he does, because you take a step towards God, and here comes the enemy. And we tend to not really take him serious enough, and ignore that, and not really prepared for it. Um, and and I think that what we've got to understand is is that Satan could care less. Couldn't care less. Did I say it right this time? Yes. We were talking about this earlier. Satan couldn't couldn't care less whether or not you believe in him. He don't care whether you believe in him because he's not after your recognition. He's after your destruction. Right. So he could care less whether you actually recognize him. Couldn't Couldn't care less (laughs) whether you recognize him or not because it's not about your recognition. I think that's what's going on with most people. Like, I think the enemy knows that Most people aren't going to worship him. Right. Right? I mean, there's not that many. Um, And so he's not really after that because he doesn't have to get you to worship him. He just has to get you to worship anything other than God. Yeah. Anything other. He just got to get you to put your trust in anything else than Jesus. Anything. And the more he can make you um, feel self-sufficient and like your trust and your faith is in you, that's an easy victory, right? So he's mm-hmm. not trying to get recognition. He is literally after your destruction. So it doesn't matter who gets the credit for it. That's the thing at the end of the day. Whether if if we are not taking him serious enough or not, he don't care because he's not worried about the recognition. He's trying to take you down. Mm-hmm. This has been a big deal for us. Um, I remember this moment very clearly. Several years ago, Valerie and I found ourselves, um, and this might have been right. After Madeline was born, Madeline's about five. She's our youngest. She's going to start school, and you need to pray for the school because that, that child is going to be the rough one. Man, me and Valerie were sitting around. Oh, my goodness. We were sitting <laughs> around going, all right, the kid of ours that's going to be in the principal's office is getting ready to go to school. This is the one right here. Um,
0: <laughs> just have your phone handy. <laughs> yes, you're gonna have to, it's
1: going to have to stay. I just want to give a special ringtone to the school so I know that that's who's calling. Um But anyway, I don't remember. I, th- I want to say that Madeline was a little bitty baby. Um And Valerie and I were fighting every single Saturday. I mean, for months and months in a row. Every Saturday night something would happen, and typically you know how this goes in relationships, it's not anything that you can really pinpoint, it's something small and stupid, you know, it starts off with somebody didn't put the clothes in the dryer, or you know, somebody said something harsh, or who knows, it just starts off with something, and we end up in these fights on Saturday night, where we find ourselves going to bed mad, Mm -hmm. you know, sleeping separate some, if I'm being honest walking into Sunday morning with this tension, and it had been happening for a while and I remember Valerie set me down one day and said, this thing that's going on us with us on Saturday night, it is spiritual warfare. And she mm-hmm. just point blank said it. Yeah, This is the enemy trying to derail you preaching the gospel on Sunday, us living out the gospel, right? He's trying to make you a phony, right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to make you a hypocrite where you know, everything's horrible at home with your wife, but everything's great at church on Sunday, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it really hurt, and I didn't want to hear her because I thought it was kind of like a cop-out because um, I still wanted to be right from whatever the fight was yeah. about the laundry or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and, and I remember her saying, I actually wrote it down. She said, look at how you're acting. This is, this is not you. She said, you are going to let the devil destroy us, this family, and this church.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just shaken by that statement. Um, and it took me a while, it took me a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, to really realize, oh my goodness, she's right. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a bigger battle than just us. Like, this is a there is a battle happening here. And I started to be able to see it once it was pointed out. Like, when you start taking this more serious, I started being able to see how this is true. It is a derailing happening, and, and I'm allowing it to happen. Instead of... Instead of standing up and going, nope, this isn't going down, right? Instead of bringing up that whole great phrase, get behind me, Satan, where Satan, <laughs> Jesus actually says that to Peter. He calls Peter Satan. But anyway, um, <laughs> that would be a bad day. Awkward. It will be a bad day if your Savior goes, uh, you're Satan, move away. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, what, what I really believe was happening is this exact thing we're talking through. I... I was showing up to the battle completely unprepared. I not I didn't have any realistic expectations about spiritual warfare. I had a delusion that those things weren't going on, and so I wasn't prepared and ready to fight mm-hmm. at that level. Um, and it was it was messing us up. It was really messing us up. And yeah. and I think that you know those of you that are parents and not just parents, those of you that are in any sort of leadership over somebody else, maybe you're discipling somebody individually, maybe it's a um, work situation where you're the boss, Um, whatever those things are, you have to realize that if you don't prepare and be ready for the battle, if you ignore spiritual warfare, if you live like he ain't serious, you're not just derailing you, it's all these other people around you. You know, it's family, it's kids, it's those people you're discipling, it's, you know, coworkers and employees and all those things. Um, mm. and, and then when Valerie said it to me, man, it just it just reached right down in my heart. It took a while. Um, and I realized that this thing's real,
2: mm. that the
1: enemy's real. And it made me go back to that scripture in a whole different way, that my enemy is not flesh and blood. My struggle is not against my wife, Right it's something bigger, something deeper. The enemy is working, and we got to be prepared and ready to do that. Um, right. You know, And I think that it's hard for us. Let me just throw this in here before we wrap up for this particular one. It's hard for us to see this. So I think we look in the Scriptures and we go, well, in the Scriptures you could tell that it was the enemy because there was all this demon possession and all this kind of stuff going on, and we just don't see that nowadays. Well, maybe we do. Maybe it's still... In our current day and time, we've just now developed ways for our brains to say that it is this particular psychological issue or whatever. And maybe it is, right? But I think that it makes sense that the enemy is not necessarily using those tactics for us in this time because Mm -hmm. he will transform himself into whatever form is best suited to deceive you. And so if, you know, eyes rolling around in your head and your head spinning around like you're in some sort of uh, weird movie – Mm-hmm. is not the thing that's going to deceive you because you would immediately just push that off as, oh, that's a psychological issue. Right. Um, Or oh, that's mental health, whatever. Then then maybe what he does instead is that he does this stuff with us currently more so. I'm not saying that those things don't exist. Right. More so invisibly behind the scenes mm-hmm. in ways that we cannot see. Um, And so I want to just say, just say before we end this particular, we're going to talk about it some more. So if mm-hmm. you want to know where we're going, go ahead and read the next four or five verses of Ephesians 6 so 13 through 18 we're going to head that way Um, but knowing me we'll only get through one episode I mean one verse per episode (laughs) pretty slow we'll be on this topic Um, for a long time (laughs) but just know this as we wrap up just because you cannot see him does not mean he's not there matter of fact Yep. That is something that is a big blind spot in our lives as Christians. Just because we can't see something means he's not there. I mean, apply that same concept to God. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not there. Right. And and we've got to realize that there is so much more than we can see, right? And even the stuff that we can see, we don't have to pay attention to it anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there's stuff that we cannot see. And so just because you cannot see the enemy, just because you cannot see what the Scripture says, these powers of darkness – These rulers of darkness, these forces of evil, just because you cannot see them does not mean that they're not there. That's the first start, you know, first step, starting point of being prepared for the battle Mm -hmm. is acknowledging that maybe, just maybe, I have not taken him serious enough. Mm -hmm. Some of you are going to have taken him too serious, and I'm probably not talking to you right now. But for the rest of us, maybe we haven't taken him serious enough and we need to pay more attention to that. We need to put, point our prayers in that direction. We need to pay attention. When, when something, when we clearly know that something is of the enemy, we need to call it out. That's okay. what my wife did to me. She mm-hmm. said, and she sat on it for a while. She just didn't jump into, you know, this must be the enemy, right? She sat on it for a while. She prayed on it. She talked to people. She read her Bible and she was like, I'm going to call this what it is. Mm-hmm. And so we just need to recognize that just because we don't see him doesn't mean anything there. Yeah. and that this is a real battle, and that's the starting point. So if you're listening to all this and you're worried about turning into a weird church person, you're not. Um, just know that to start off with it is to recognize that maybe, just maybe, there is a much bigger spiritual battle happening on all the realms and that we need to be more prepared for battle yeah. than showing up with flip-flops and SPF 40 to Absolutely. a battle on a beach, right? Yeah. So.
0: That's good stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I think I fall into that same camp of like not serious enough. And I think part of the reason that that probably came into my head yesterday is because I'm like, I should take this more seriously, but I'm afraid, like you said, I'm afraid of being that weird person. I don't want to be the one that's like, spiritual warfare this, spiritual right, warfare right. that. So, yeah, that's good. A thought. lot of that
1: comes out too, you know, Chloe, that in – I don't know. I think sometimes we're way too worried about what other people are going to think about us Yeah. and less about – what God's going to think about us, or Absolutely. what we should all to be thinking about, right? Right. But at the same time, too, what people what people end up thinking about you is largely based on how you yield it. And mm-hmm. so if you go yielding it in a weird way and, you know, um, run everybody you see going, it's the devil, right? Then you're <laughs> going, all you're going to look like is, um, the Water Boys, Mama. That's all you're going to look like. Everything's a devil. So it's a lot about how you yield it too. You know how you, how you talk about it. You know how you right. say it. How you profess it. And I think a lot of this stuff is it. Most of this is individual in our hearts and in the circles that we have been put into by God and entrusted with growing those circles. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you know. Bring this topic up with some people around you that you're close to. Be like, yeah. Hey, I've been talking about spiritual warfare lately. What do you think? You yeah. know and have you been one of those people that blames everything on the enemy or have you been one of those people that's just been like, right. well, it's probably happening, but the Bible says it, but eh, right. you know. so
0: Yeah, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Chloe, you did good. You counted backwards real good to start <laughs> the backwards. episode. You Second
0: good. episode down. So far, I'm not fired. Um, so <laughs> thank far. you guys so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening in on this conversation about spiritual warfare. We are going to continue this um, for the next uh, couple of weeks, so be sure to keep tuning in to hear follow-up conversations about it, and like Adam said, we're going to get into Ephesians 6, 13 through 18, Yeah. so if you want to go ahead and read ahead, we give you permission to do that, yeah, um, so you do. can be ready to listen in on the next weeks It's good weeks scripture,
1: it's the armor of God scripture, yeah. so it's going to give you some things some ways to kind of actually go about this. So going from the starting point of, yes, it exists, Mm -hmm. to, all right, how do I battle? How do I fight?
0: So absolutely. All right, well, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook if you have not already. Um, New episodes coming out here every Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We will talk to you again next week.
1: See you soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining
0: us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.